I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm so easily upset. I didn't used to be, but now I am. Is something wrong with me? I've become so reactive. The smallest things really upset me now. Am I the problem here? I'm on high alert all the time. I feel defensive and easily triggered. Am I the narcissist? I get asked this a lot. We all have a built-in warning system, and it's designed to keep us safe from harm. This warning system causes us to feel anxious and upset, on high alert, on edge, not trusting the situation and incredibly uncomfortable. The warning system is designed to keep us safe from harm. It's the bells and whistles to alert us to potential danger. Your warning system is not broken. I meet with so many victims of covert narcissistic abuse. I meet in both individual sessions and in group sessions. So many victims ask, what's wrong with me? They ask if they're the narcissist, if they are broken. I'm here to tell you now that your system is not broken. Your heart, body, soul, and mind are simply trying to keep you safe from danger. You are having normal reactions to toxic situations. You need to learn to listen to your system, to trust it, to interpret its messages, and to communicate with it. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today, and I am so sorry that you are in need of these podcasts. I hate it for everyone who finds their way here, but I am so glad that you are here, and I sincerely hope that you are finding the understanding and support that you need. If you are in need of individual coaching or would like to work in a group setting with other victims, please reach out to me. You can learn more about what I offer at two websites that I run. One is www.covertnarcissism.com. The other one's a little more covert for people who are not, you know, comfortable with that showing up in their search history. And it's www.cng, the letter CNG, like Covert Narcissism Group, lifecoaching.com, www.cnglifecoaching.com. You can also email me at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Now let's look into this warning system. At a very young age, we start to identify things that are a threat to us. Sometimes we learn from our parents' reactions to things. For example, when they react aggressively as we run towards a street or reach for the stove, their reactions are so startling to us and so we learn from those reactions. It's traumatic. Their reaction was enough trauma to keep us from doing it again. Sometimes, though, we learn from our own experiences. You know, if you get scared or hurt by a dog, 
that memory stays with you. You know, maybe it was a complete shock to you. You're playing with this, this puppy and, and you're excited. You're a little kid and you're playing with this puppy and you're having fun. And all of a sudden the puppy, you know, bites your arm or scratches your, scratches your hand or whatever. And now your, your alarm system goes off like inside you. And so now in the future, when you're near a dog, your system might react with all sorts of warnings. This is designed to keep you safe. The situation of being with that dog in the past caused you harm, either physically or emotionally, like the dog either physically hurt you or just emotionally scared you. This occurrence got locked into your memory system. And so when a similar situation occurs, your body warns you. It releases adrenaline and other anxiety chemicals. And this flood of chemicals into your system causes you to feel anxious and upset. Your heart races, your blood pressure rises, your stomach does somersaults, you begin to sweat. All of this is a warning to you, hey, you're in potential danger here. Now, in your current situation, maybe you know that this dog is friendly and, and it's not a threat, but that doesn't seem to help. Your mind might know it, but your built-in warning system, it might already be activated. So when you know you are safe, and yet you're still being triggered by a situation, it can cause a lot of confusion. Sometimes people even convince themselves that there's something wrong with them. You know, what's wrong with me? I like dogs. This isn't rational. Why can I not get over this fear of dogs? Because your system has learned from that initial experience and threat. Your present reaction is not about the current dog that's in front of you right now. It's about that initial dog that injured you. And your system equated that with all dogs. Now put this into perspective with your relationship with the covert narcissist in your life. You have experienced many, many, many traumatic situations. Let's name a few examples here. Being made fun of or belittled in front of family and friends. You know, they might say something like, well, I always have to take care of her. She can't do anything on her own. Making you look small and helpless and them like the amazing hero. And if you object, it only validates what they're saying. See, she can't get anything right. It's okay, dear. I'm here for you. If you object later to the covert narcissist, they might even blow it off and go, hey, I was only joking. Can't you take a joke? Geez, you're so serious all the time. Lighten up. Well, now you're wondering, are they right? Am I too serious? Maybe they were just joking. Did I take all that wrong? And, and now you're invalidating your own feelings. This leaves impressions inside of you. Another example is being blamed for everything. You know, they say to you, well, you're the reason I don't have a relationship with the kids. You get in the way all the time. You do everything for them and you don't give me a chance. You keep them from me. You don't include me in the things you do with them. They might even say, you know I struggle with kids, so you should work harder at helping me to connect with them. This lays all of the guilt of their lack of relationship with those kids on you. Even though every time they're together with the kids, they belittle them, they correct them, they fuss at them, they make them miserable, but yet it's your fault. How about being invalidated as though your feelings and thoughts don't matter? They talk right through you, over you, never hearing a word you say. They don't respond to you. They don't interact with you and they just might stare out into an empty void or they just keep talking like they're on a monologue. They answer their own thoughts rather than any words that come out of your mouth, constantly turning the entire focus back onto them again and again, taking it away from you all the time, unless of course to blame you yet again. 
And then when you object to not being heard, they spin it against you. Well, you should speak up more. It's not my fault that you can't voice your own thoughts and feelings. You know I care. So of course I will listen and off they go, telling how great and wonderful they are and continue to invalidate you. Sometimes it's being made to feel bad for asking them to do anything slightly different than they do. It's, you know, incredibly difficult to say anything to them that can possibly be viewed in any way as a criticism because of the reaction they have to it. And that reaction triggered your warning system and left you in that situation that we're talking about. You know, you might even just ask, hey, will you turn the TV down? And they snap, you ask that all the time. It's already as low as I can have it. What's wrong with you? Or you ask, you know, hey, will you put your dishes in the dishwasher after you eat? I always do. You don't have to tell me that, even though they've left their own dishes out again and again. You might be told that you're consistently remembering things wrong, that they didn't do this or they didn't say that. Are you sure you're remembering that right? That didn't happen that way. Your memory is terrible. Sure is a good thing you have me here to help you. Maybe you pay a price for spending time with family and friends. Coming home to the silent treatment, accusations, anger, sulky behavior, attention-seeking behavior. Why do you need to spend time with them? Requiring that you now defend yourself and your desire to spend time with family and friends. Don't you want to do things with me? How do I get on your list? Making you feel guilty for having other people in your life. This causes many victims to isolate themselves from friends and family in an attempt to keep their partner happy. And of course, then when you bring that up and express your unhappiness about it, they spin it with gaslighting. I never told you you can't have friends. I want you to spend your time with your family. That's not my fault. You're the one that made that choice, leaving you feeling entirely crazy. Trying to explain their behavior, which in the very explanation sounds petty and trivial. Trying to explain the impossible, which leaves you hunting for the right words and causing so many openings for that covert narcissist to object and counter to what you are saying. You might even be made to feel guilty for doing things for yourself, you know, for fulfilling your own desires. And they, you know, things like you might want to go out, you know, again, I'm talking about going out with your friends and family, but they might say things to you like, well, how can you go out tonight after I've had such a difficult day? I can't ever count on you to just, you know, be here when I need you, even after all that I've done for you. And this on just a normal day of life. You may or may not have even had any idea how their day really was. They don't tell you. They don't reach out to you or express anything to you. Yet, just as you're ready to head out the door, they drop this bomb on you. This leaves you with a choice. Either you go out with your friends feeling like the bad guy knowing that they're at home all mad and sulky and that you're going to pay a price when you get home, greatly interfering with your ability to enjoy the evening with your friends, or you cancel on your friends and stay home to give them all of your time and attention yet again, which you know will never be enough for them. When you look at the thousands of ways that you have been traumatically hurt by the covert narcissist in your life, you begin to see how activated your warning system has been. This warning system inside of you has gone off so many times. Warning, warning, this is potential danger. You are not being treated well. You are being abused. Whatever your system is trying to tell you, get away, get out. 
For many of us, this reaches the point of being a daily occurrence. So you are always on high alert, always feeling triggered and ready to explode, always edgy and reactive. And of course, when you do react, the covert narcissist is the first one to point out how reactive and crazy you are. See how difficult you are to live with? You're such an angry person. You can be grateful that I put up with you. Meanwhile, you might be thinking to yourself, I never used to be an angry person, but listen to me. I am reacting hard. I am upset and irrational. I do sound crazy. Oh my gosh, I need to fix me. And so we dig in to fix ourselves, judging ourselves, controlling ourselves, apologizing, working hard to be better. All the while, the covert narcissist sits back and watches. They might even say, I'm so glad that you're working so hard on you. I support you so much and just want you to be happy. Makes me sick hearing that now. I'm so lucky to have such a hardworking spouse. At the same time, they continue to provide yet more triggers, more impossible situations, more attacks, and so on. This only continues to add to the confusion you already have. They are being so supportive, so I must be the one with the problem here. I do really love them, or I think I do. I want this marriage to work, and I, and I want everything to work out. So I really have to get better at being peaceful, because this one's on me. Never even seeing that the problem is them. This is cognitive dissonance at its best. I did an episode on cognitive dissonance back in January. If you missed that, go back and listen to it. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Many victims of covert narcissistic abuse experience these triggers and warnings from your system over and over, and then it filters into other relationships. These filter into our time with family and friends. We find ourselves extra defensive, extra sensitive, easily triggered, and on edge. Again, your system is not broken. Your system is trying to protect you from potential danger. To function better with this system, you need to learn its language. You need to learn to communicate with it. And I'm going to give you some steps to do this. To begin this journey of healing, you're going to need to do these things. One is you're going to have to find the initial trauma that activated this warning system for you. And if it's not one initial trauma, it might be a little series of traumas. But what activated it? What started it? Who is responsible for starting it? Recognize the differences and similarities between that initial trauma and the events that are occurring today that are setting your system off. Tell yourself that was then and this is now. Realize that your system is remembering that initial trauma. You are here today experiencing memories It's those memories that are causing your reaction, not your current situation. Truly separate your current situation from the initial trauma. And in the meanwhile, thank your warning system for taking care of you. Let's take one example and really kind of illustrate how this works. So one of the things I mentioned above was being invalidated is your feelings and thoughts just don't matter. They talk right through you, over you, never hearing a word you say, answering their own thoughts, turning the focus entirely onto them, taking it away from you. And then when you object, they spin it against you. So when you try to voice your your opinion on this to them, then they fuss at you. Well, you should speak up more. It's not my fault that you can't express yourself. 
So now this is how you've been treated by your covert narcissistic partner for years, maybe even decades. Anytime you're trying to get your own thoughts heard, you feel agitated and edgy because you know you, you your warning system's going off and you've been alerted that this is a dangerous situation. Before you even speak, you're already triggered in anticipation of that battle. The first time that, that this kind of treatment ever happened to me, it was actually quite shocking. And for many people, that is it is that way. No one else had ever talked to me like this. No one else had ever kind of just exploded to me. So the first time I experienced this you know, little glimpse of narcissistic rage, it really surprised me. Where did this come from? And so that first time left a clear impact on my warning system. And from there, it just became more and more ingrained. Well, now you might find yourself talking to a friend. Normally, conversation with this friend is quite easy. It's very reciprocal and genuine and, you know, just safe. It's a safe friend with safe conversation. In fact, the scenario that I've described above with your covert narcissist is just far from your mind. However, one day, unknowingly, she talks right through you. This one time, she's not paying attention, gets all wrapped up inside of her own thoughts, and totally talks right through you like your covert narcissistic spouse used to do. Well, this sets all the bells and whistles off in you. Everything inside of you goes off. How could she not listen to me? Well, she doesn't care either. No one does. Your anxiety level rises, your heart races. You might cut your time short with her and make an escape, leaving her in complete confusion. For her, this was just a one-off situation, a human mistake. But for you, this set off all your red flag warnings. So to get a hold of that trigger system, take these steps that I mentioned earlier. Let's go through them. Identify the initial trauma. When was the first time for you that you were on the receiving end of that narcissistic rage, whether it was overtly or covertly? What was going on? What was said? How did you feel? What impact did it leave inside of you? If you've listened to my podcast for very long, you know that for me, the initial one where I first saw it was when I told him he had toothpaste on his mouth and, and he blew up at me. That was so shocking to me that it definitely left an impact on my warning system. To this day, I still struggle to tell people when they have toothpaste on their mouth. Now compare that warning system, that initial trauma, sorry, that initial trauma to your current situation of your friend who just talked through you. What are the similarities? What was it that set off your warning system? Did your friend say something similar? Maybe did a familiar feeling happen inside of you? You know, it might just be that she talked through you. Uh, or was it the environment? Was it a sound, a sight, smell? What set your warning system off? Now, those are the similarities. Identify the differences. What are the differences from your initial trauma and today's occurrence? Well, you are talking with someone completely different. You are talking on a different topic, most likely. You have a relationship of trust with this person, if you do, of course. Now, go back to your friend. Take this next step. This is another difference. Go back to your friend and use this as an opportunity to learn to express your thoughts and feelings. Tell him or her that you did not feel heard and that it made you uncomfortable in that environment. You can leave people space to be human and saying things like, I know you probably didn't mean to, but it did really bother me. That leaves a little space for this person to be human. You can even say, you know, I'm sorry that I left abruptly. I was feeling upset inside because it hurt me that you talked through me and, and it really bothered me. See how they react. 
What is your friend's response? If they go down the road of blaming this on you, saying something like, well, I don't know why you would take it that way. I think you're being a little too sensitive. Or if they say, you know, you know, I care about you. I don't know why you don't feel safe talking to me. Or maybe they even say, I didn't say that. All of these are more warning signs. This is a relationship that's going to set your system off again and again. Even if you care for this person, the similarities just might be too strong and you might need to leave that friendship. However, if they say something like, wow, I'm really sorry. I certainly didn't mean, did not mean it that way. I just wasn't thinking. Or they might say, you know, hey, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I didn't mean to talk through you. I'll pay more attention. They might even say, I'm so glad you trust me enough to tell me. I'll certainly try to do better. All of these are signs that this was a human mistake and not a manipulative or narcissistic person. This allows space for reconciliation, something that you never get with a covert narcissist. Notice that difference and enjoy this new space. Regardless of how your friend responds, tell yourself that the initial trauma was then and this is now. You are in a much different place now. Yes, some of the feelings might be similar, but this is a new you feeling uh, memories and feeling feelings that are similar to what you've had in your past. If your friend reacts poorly, thank your system for being there to warn you and take care of you. If your friend reacts in a positive way, thank your system for the heads up and give it the assurance that you are listening, but that this situation is different and you are safe. You know, when my dog barks because my yard workers are in my yard, I don't punish my dog. I don't doubt my dog. I acknowledge her barks and I go look outside to see for myself. And when I see that it's just my yard workers, I thank my dog. She's trying to keep me safe and I thank her for looking out for us. And then I calmly assure her that we are safe and that it's okay. Your warning system is not broken. Thank it for taking care of you and then assure it that you are safe in the situations where you are. Learn to listen to it, trust it, and communicate with it. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.